I'm Joyce. I'm Lily. And we just got back from Boston Comic Con, which is really exciting. We had a lot of fun. And before we actually delve into talking about it here, we did do a short recording at the con, just like KCon. And so we're going to insert that right now. Hi, guys. So we're at Boston Comic Con, and we just went to our last panel. And it looks like the con is starting to wrap up. And so, like KCon, we are going to wrap up our thoughts here on the scene. And so, Lily, do you have any general thoughts of the con? I mean, it was fun. It was weird. I don't know, maybe last year because it was our first Boston Comic Con, we were just like super hype. And then this year we had a bunch of other stuff going on in the summer that I feel like con just like snuck up on me. And now it's gone. Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, I had fun. I really enjoyed this year's con, but um, it just felt surreal for a lot of it. In a good way, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it goes pretty quick, not only because obviously it's, there's a lot happening and we have a lot of fun, but with how short the days are, it does go pretty quickly, like going home early, getting here in the afternoon, so... Yeah. I mean, it, they do have morning events, so if we really wanted to, we could spend like 8 to 12 hours here. That's true. But a lot of the morning events, like we talked last time with the panels, it's just a lot of like celebrity QAs. It's not as interesting or as enticing. Or even if it is someone like Jeff Goldblum or Tara Strong, we don't want to fight the crowd Yeah. at that point. So yeah, we roll in around 2 p.m. and then we leave around like 6 Mm-hmm. And that's our four-hour con. Yeah. Well, just for today. I mean, the other yeah. two days we came a little earlier. Yeah, but... Saturday we came earlier. I've never seen, like, a Saturday con day than yesterday. That was madness. Mm-hmm. It really peaked. Like, there was a bell curve on this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, yeah, again, we talked about it in the previous episodes, but with how the floor is rearranged, when there's the signings and the tables and the photo ops going on at the exact same time, there are so many people because people are lined up legit throughout the halls and so it does get really crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So a lot of good cosplays this year. We were not kind of not noticing that because Saturday is literally just like capital peak day for con, Friday is dead, which yeah. is weird. Usually cons are like a two-day affair, Friday, Saturday at least. Mm-hmm. Friday is pretty dead at Boston Comic Con. Yeah, which is could strange. be if the whole Sunday is an official weekend, so no one or people tend to not have as many commitments yeah. and come more in cosplay that day compared to Friday. Yeah, even just attendance-wise too, it was really small. Mm-hmm. So I noticed a lot of people were doing a lot of their buying on Friday, and then today was like the last-minute purchases. But yeah. Yeah. Saturday is definitely for the celebrities and walking around. Mm-hmm. We also attended some pretty cool panels. We went to... The majority of the panels we actually ended up going to, I think, were voice actor panels. Yeah. Which were great. We enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, they're um, fun. They're all very funny and down-to-earth. They had a lot of fun stories to share of their projects and yeah. them as people. And so that was really fun to go to. And it was also really cool how, again, they have the table set up in the dealer's room so people can come up and say hi and get pictures and autographs so at the opportunity to talk to Justin Briner that was really cool he seemed really nice and I got to tell him how much I really love the show and how much I appreciate him and it was just a really cool moment to have this weekend yeah it's kind of nice how a lot of the voice actors or at least the smaller celebrities yeah you have to pay to uh, get a photo or uh, an autograph from them but some of them are just like if you just want to say hi, just like quick meet and greet, as long as there isn't like a huge line, I feel like it's okay. I was noticing with the Weasley twins, 
none of that was okay. You had to pay to interact with them, and it wasn't cheap. You had to pay minimum $100, no matter what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And it even said on their sign, like, no walk-in questions. Yeah. So that sucked. But I did accidentally run into the Weasley twins on Friday. I was going somewhere on my own, and as I was walking to there, I passed this group of, like, four people walking this way. And I knew, just because from where they were coming from, I was like, those are deaf celebrities. And I was looking at who they were, trying to figure out who it was, and I was like, oh, they're just, like, young, good-looking, like, white boys. I bet they're from Firefly or some one of the other shows that I wasn't paying attention to. And then I noticed that they were identical. And I was like, wait... And then as it hit me and I did the most obvious like double take as soon as I realized like, right, the Weasley twins aren't natural gingers. And I saw them. This might just be in my head, but I'm convinced one of them saw me do my really obvious double take and they started laughing at me and I was just like, ah, and then I went away. I went on to my destination and they went on to theirs. But I uh, had a run in with the Weasley twins and I did not realize it until they were gone. That was okay. really cool. It was cool. We also went to their panel. That was fun. Yeah. Um, the theater setup makes sense why it's in the main con room floor because there's no other room that would have that many seats. Like, I am convinced it's at least 800 seats. No other room will really conveniently have that, except it's terrible location because it's so echoey. It's on the con room floor. It's just yeah. this little curtain box-off theater thing, and you can't hear for shit. Mm-hmm. You really can. It's really bad. It was really hard to hear or understand what they were saying especially with the mics and the speakers Mm -hmm. it's just yeah i feel like there's got to be another area like they moved registration this year where you pick up your badge and stuff into another area of like this big ass concrete open space they could have put the theater in there too i think because if you had that room open you could have figured out yeah it would have been a little harder but also would help with line control anyways Put the theater somewhere quieter. Yeah. You can't hear these guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I also had a walk by with Tara Strong, but I didn't realize it was Tara Strong. Oh, yeah. Um, we were walking past her booth, and I saw the line was there, and I was like, oh, Tara's out. And then I turned around, and she just, like, walked straight in front of me to get to her booth. And I was like, oh, damn, that was Tara Strong. So I need to pay more attention to the celebrities that I see around me. <laughs> I didn't get to see him. I was sad, but Michael J. Fox was here. He had a really mm-hmm. big crowd, which... Um, he is the, I would say, arguably the biggest guest that came to the convention. I think so too, and mm-hmm. so much respect to him and the and there's a whole Back to the Future the cast, but a lot of respect to Michael J. Fox for just his career and the work that he's done and stuff. He also, I'm not sure this is like part of his contract or just something that whatever how it came about, but his foundation is here. So there was a whole booth of, like, signed things and photo ops, and the money went to his foundation, which I thought was really cool. So, yeah, there's a lot of respect for Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. We missed the dino meetup. We were really excited yeah. about it, but then we were at a voice actor panel, but that was okay. I mean, we ran into quite a few dinos just walking around, so that yeah. was really fun. Yeah. Me and Lily, we both went to two Voltron panels this weekend. One was supposed to be solely Josh Keaton, who plays Shiro in the series, and then the following one was going to be him with Jeremy Shadow, who plays Lance. And when we went to the first one, it was just Josh, and he was just talking. And then in the middle of it, suddenly Jeremy Shadow just shows up and joins him on the panel up there, <laughs> which surprised everyone. I remember everyone was cheering. Everyone was it was screaming. very loud, yeah. yeah. And yeah, like they have a really good dynamic, and obviously no one expected that. And it turns out apparently it's because he had dinner plans afterwards, right. and he didn't have anything else going on at the con, which is really funny because you would think that they would schedule both of them at the same time if they knew that Jeremy didn't have anything going on that time, but, like, yeah. maybe it just worked out that way. Yeah. It was fun. And 
I'm glad we went to the first one because the second one we went to, which was today, got cut off very short because I think their flights were near the end of the panel, so they had to head out pretty quickly. So I yeah. think it was only a 30-minute panel, but it was so crowded. Yeah. You can really tell that a lot of people, not just going to the panels, but roaming around, there are a lot of Voltron cosplayers, so there was a mm -hmm. lot of hype around it, which makes sense not only because the guests were here, but also season seven, which is the most recent season, dropped during the convention, so mm -hmm. it's a perfect time for all this in the con to happen and for all yeah. the fandoms to like collide and meet the stars of the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the only other thing is, yeah, obviously this is Boston Comic Con, we're here for the comics and things like that, but there's like some little anime things, and then like you see some anime fans around and stuff. So much Hero Academia. Yes. Number one cosplay of this convention was Hero Academia. Mm -hmm. um, mostly because it was easy. A lot of people were running, wearing the like tracksuit gym clothes. Yeah, outfit. like without anything else, it's as yeah. if they're just students. Yeah, or they had like a wig or something and that was it. So like, yeah, still respect, that's cosplay. But we went to both the anime panel games that we enjoyed last year and was honestly kind of disappointed this year. The yeah. music panel was run the same way, so I think that's just how they do, so it's not well run, but whatever. The one thing they stepped it up was, for both panels, is I think last time they gave too much time individually to each team or member mm. or person, and so they only got to like five people by the end of the panel, but for the music one, they gave a song for each person. They were able to get through every single person in the room, as well as the one we just went to for the Taboo. I mean, the type of one, I think we went through everyone last time, but for the music mm -hmm. one, I just remember they gave five songs per person, uh, and then this yeah. time, since they did one, they were able to get through everyone, and everyone mm -hmm. got to participate, which was really nice. Yeah, that was cool. Mm -hmm. um, the music one, it just seems like that's how they run it, so it's fine. I more had an issue with just the the attitude of the people in the room. There's, it's, there's snobbery in every fandom. I, myself, am a snob when it comes to certain things in fandoms, but it's just there are times whenever you go to cons... Mostly I've noticed in anime communities and stuff, and you're in a condensed room of snobs, you're just like, oh god, this this is just really annoying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there it's were some... annoying, and you feel judged sometimes, because it's like, right? you didn't know that, but it's mm -hmm. like, not everyone has watched every single thing under the sun. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like there's only two levels of it. There's the people who have seen nothing, and everything is like kind of humoring them. It's like, it's okay, like we get it. Mostly little kids get away with that stuff, but if you're older then, yeah, you're ridiculed, or there's the complete other end where you have to be a walking encyclopedia of everything about anime, and there isn't a whole lot of middle ground in these games. That was most noticeable in um, the anime taboo that we just went to, and that was, for the most part, fun. Mm -hmm. Low-key, Joyce and I dominated again. Yeah, we tied with another team yeah. with the most points. Yeah. So. Um, it was fun, but there were some... Okay, by some, I specifically mean two... Douchebags in the making. They were probably like 15 years old. I'm not afraid to call them douchebags. <laughs> Sitting behind us, and they were the bros that everyone hates and yeah. fandom. And it was for me because they were so close to us that that ruined my experience of the game in general. Mm -hmm. But it looks like the other side of the room who couldn't hear their stupid ass remarks was having fun, so I'm glad yeah. they enjoyed themselves. To specify what Lily's talking about, they would continually make jokes that weren't that really funny, which I don't know. You do you, but. They were seeing it very loudly first off. It's very distracting if you're up there trying to do the game or even if you're just wanting to watch right. for fun. And it's just so, yeah, infuriating that they would keep going on and on and on. And no one was very receptive about it, but they would still keep going on. Yeah, they thought they were hilarious. Yeah, and you could tell Lily wasn't the only one. You can tell like a lot of people in our area were very angry. One of the moderators was done with them too. I'm glad everyone was aware that these guys were idiots, but 
Yeah, and all in all, I did really enjoy this con. I sound very negative, but that's just because <laughs> we came out of that presence. But yeah. uh, I, I love Boston Comic Con. I mm-hmm. hope we go again next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, good con experience. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it back to our podcast that we're recording now. Right now. And we're back! Yay. Yeah, so Lily, did you have any general thoughts about the con? I did, but first, it's Tuesday, so two oh, days right. after the con. Yeah. And happy birthday, Joyce! Oh, thank <laughs> you! Yeah, um, Boston Comic Con is always insanely close to my birthday, but mm-hmm. I really, that's so cool because I get to enjoy it with my friends, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Overall, I enjoyed Comic Con this year. It was still a surreal experience because it came up so fast, Friday was so slow, Saturday was packed, and then mm-hmm. Sunday was normal con Sunday, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, it felt very surreal, and now we're done, and we're looking forward to next year and the cons in between. What about you? I feel like any con, I feel like it goes by really fast because you're enjoying yourself. But this particular con felt like it went by like that. I mean, part of it's definitely because we had such a blast there. But also you mentioned that it ends ridiculously early, which yeah. I didn't notice last year, I guess, as much. But yeah, this is a family-friendly con, but it ends super early. Part of it is we don't go when the con actually starts, because it starts in the mm-hmm. morning. So if we were to have actually gone when it started, it probably felt like a fuller day. But mm-hmm. we yeah. also don't go to the late-night party-on-a-boat <laughs> cosplay, 21-plus rave stuff. So I guess yeah. that's another reason why it feels earlier mm-hmm. and more family-friendly. I wish they had more panels at night, but mm-hmm. again, yeah, it makes sense with how they're branding the con, why they ended early. And I, I mean, we still have fun, so yeah, it's not that did. big of an issue. Yeah. I will say that once con is over, they shut you out real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, everything gets closed down real fast. You're not allowed back in. Um, they're really on top of kicking people out. Yeah, on the dot. Yeah. With not just the con floor, but with panels, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's a good thing. It keeps things running smoothly and stuff. Yeah. We didn't buy anything this whole weekend, except I bought one thing, though. I ended up buying a Haikyuu poster on Sunday, which, funny story, first off, I wasn't planning on buying much because just food alone is so expensive. I bought Italian ice that weekend, and it was $7, and they didn't have any other sizes, and it gave me so much, which is great because they're getting their money's worth, but I wasn't planning on eating that much, but I had no choice but to buy, like, a huge cup of Italian ice for $7 that whole weekend. Yeah. But... On Sunday, we were going through the con floor once more, and I, or I think it was you that actually spotted the Haikyuu poster. Yeah, it was just this big booth of anime merch, and on the table they had a bunch of posters. A lot of them looked like knockoffs. A couple of them, I want to say like one of ten, looked like legit merchandise, and one of them was Haikyuu poster that. It's one of my all-time favorite <laughs> shows, and so I made sure to buy it, and it costed $10. But then the vendor was like, hey, do you want to cover for it for an extra five dollars? And it was very flimsy. It was a flimsy plastic cover that any other vendor or artist or any other person would have given for free to protect this poster. It was a Ziploc baggie. I would have bought it if Lily wasn't there. No, I would be adamant. She she was was there. She was not buying this thing. Yeah, luckily Lily convinced me not to get it. And so I ended up going, they have a separate booth way in the back where you can buy a very nice I don't know what the material is but it's yeah like they're a, really nice plastic covers for yeah, your autographs and posters and it comes out a bunch of different sizes and yeah the, it was the same price I think so Seven. yeah it was, oh, it was a little more but it was for more it was worth the money for that compared to the five dollars for a scam uh, nothing yeah I'm so mad at that vendor because I was looking while she was buying the posters I was looking at all this other stuff and his like 
the physical items, like the keychains and the rings and stuff like that, looked like knockoffs that you would have found in, like, the souvenir shop in a back alley in an airport type mm-hmm. stuff. Like, none of this was legit. All of the figurines were, like, if one color was supposed to be red, it was actually orange. It was just, everything was knockoff. It looked really sketchy. It looked really sketchy. And then he was trying to sell you, like, oh, if you buy two posters, it's this much, and then blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. as soon as I heard, and then I'll give you a sleeve for $5. I was like, this better be one of those nice plastic ones. And then he pulled out this tissue of a plastic <laughs> bag. And he's like, oh, this is $5. And it was dirty, the one he showed yeah, me anyways. Yeah, it had dirt on it, which... Why would you do that? Because it would make the poster dirty. I so. wish we knew who this vendor was because I legit <laughs> want to report him to Boston Comic Con because mm-hmm. that entire thing was a scam. Also, he was mentioning how if you get, I think, four or five posters, you get the sleeves for free. Which that in itself is also ridiculous because, again, it's something you should get for free, but the fact that you would have to pay so much just to get them for free. It was bad. I'm yeah. really mad at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the reason this episode is kind of so short is because we talked about our panels yeah. experience. Um, for the most part, and we had fun, but because Pan Expo Boston is so focused on the celebrity, it really, there's nothing much else to do. Like, if we didn't want to go to a panel or a QA, then we just wandered the con floor for the bajillionth time, which sometimes was nice because we saw a lot of cosplays and that's where we got our photos and our videos, but other times, whenever it was just super slow or there was nothing going on, or worse, it was really packed and we just didn't want to be around the heart of the crowd then, yeah, then there was nothing to do other than just stand around. Yeah, we mentioned it in the previous episode, but I wish they had more panels that weren't just solely photo ops or Mm -hmm. seeing actors do Q&As, which is fun, but only having that, it limits you to how much you could do at a con. Yeah, maybe next year, if we're bored enough, then we'll go to how to be a comic book artist and Mm -hmm. how to make steampunk weapons. Mm -hmm. Because those kind of panels are cool. They just don't apply to us. So more panels like that that have broader range of interest. That also, I think they should move the meetup space. I don't know oh like where God. it is. I don't know if we mentioned it in the small yeah. talk that we did at the con, but it's in the middle of the con floor. So not only does it block traffic, but not the best place for photos and videos. It's like cheesy. Yeah, because it's not. They literally just have some backdrops of like space. It doesn't look castle, and then they have just like the fan expo one where it's like the logo over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And that's literally the only reason they put it there. (laughs) Yeah, it was a terrible. All of the BCEC is gorgeous, and you put the photo up there. Yeah. So that's something we would like to see next year. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I think we mentioned it before, but I would like to see more POC guests invited. Mm-hmm. Because I know that the standard, or most people think the standard of nerddom is like white people, but it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that's true. It doesn't have to be Stephen Young. We've got Tessa Thompson now. She loves nerd mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I was noticing Yaya Han was the only POC cosplayer, and all the others were white women. Yeah. So even just like black cosplayers look amazing. Mm-hmm. So invite some more black cosplayers. Uh, I think that would be really cool. There was one we follow, I can't remember her name, but we follow her on Instagram and she's gorgeous. She's Wonder Woman and Ms. Mm. Marvel all the time. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Talking about cosplay, you took quite a few photos. I did. Yeah. We, we saw a lot of good ones, especially Saturday. And I had my, first time I had my 50mm lens at a con, which was nice for the, like, the close-up portrait type photos, but anytime I needed a group, I had to, like, haul my ass way backwards yeah. to fit them all in. <laughs> So uh, I figured out that a little bit, 
I also, I don't have a very good eye for um, settings, so a lot of my photos are dark. So then when I edit them, they're now really overexposed. So we're gonna figure that out next con. Mm. <laughs> How'd your videos turn out? Pretty good. I didn't get a chance to look at all of them yet, just because I've been so backed up with other videos and editing. But looking back at them through the playback, and I did scrub through them a bit when I was importing the footage, it looked pretty good, and I got some of the cosplayers outside, which is amazing lighting. Also, mm -hmm. I love filming them at Lawn on D because just the background, it looks so nice, and yeah. it works really well with, like I guess, the color scheme of like the green and the blues and the lights, and then their cosplay. Put the photo park on Lawn on D. Yeah, I agree, I, I agree. I mean, it would have been a little hard this time because it was raining all weekend, mm -hmm. so whatever, think of a backup plan. But if the weather is going to be nice, put the photo park on Lawn on D. Mm -hmm. Section off one section of the swings, and then the yard, and then it's it's gorgeous. It's great. I agree. So that is the end of season two. That is Boston Comic Con. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed our journey. Um, the next, probably, season three is going to be Anime NYC. Yeah. We may or may not have a guest host. Don't hold that to me. we got to figure this out. <laughs> um, but stay in tune for that. We're really excited for that for year two. Um, also, we love Anime Cons. Mm -hmm. um, also, that one's a very special one because last year was its first run. We went to that and it was amazing. I would mm -hmm. imagine this year they'll step it up, so I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. And then you're going to a con. Oh yeah, I'm going to Liberty City Anime Con this weekend. This will be a lot of fun. I've gone the past two years, so it's my third year going, so not my first rodeo, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. This con is in the heart of New York City, Times Square. It's like legit next to, I think, uh, one of the musicals. I think it's Lion King, like right oh, across nice. from there. Like That's where the con is happening. And I'm excited to film a lot of cosplay. I typically am super focused when I film at Liberty City Anime Con just because there's so many cosplayers that I'm really excited. Especially also, not to say that I didn't have a good time at Boston Comic Con, but I definitely think since I have more interest in anime and anime characters, I'll have a lot more, I guess, like, I'm more in the know of, like, who they are, what fandom they're from, what people like, so. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to any cons, so I think just... <laughs> Wrapping that up, what are you into, Lily? Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it yet, but my latest favorite show is Into the Badlands. It's on mm. Netflix, it's an AMC show. It's really heavily inspired by like Kung Fu, Asian, like, Asian Kung Fu movies. Uh, the main star is Daniel Wu, which is how I heard about it through like Asian Twitter. And it's really good, it's like slightly steampunk a little bit, it's a lot of fantasy, there's a bit more violence than I'm used to, but I'm getting desensitized, and it is so good. Like, it's my dream aesthetic, and I really enjoy it. I'm still working on finishing it in the middle of, like, season two. I'm also just starting Kim's Convenience on Netflix. Mm. It's really funny. I think Joyce would really like it. Yeah, we're planning on watching it together soon. When our schedules align, yeah. yeah. And then, um... I feel like we went to two cons this weekend because after we went home from watching oh, yeah. Comic-Con ridiculously early, we stayed up really late to catch KCON LA's live stream, which is a three hour delay for us. Yeah. So at the end of the night, I felt like we went to two cons. Yeah, because we watched the entire concert for yeah. both nights. And yeah. It was very long because it starts at 10 a.m. Or not 10 a.m., 10 p.m. But by the time it ends, I want to say it's 1.32 a.m. in yeah. the morning. And so it was very ridiculously late, but... I mean, it worked out where, like, if the con ended up ending later, we wouldn't have been able to watch it. And there are some groups that we both really liked. So. Ailey did a really good job. Yeah. Um, I also I was proud of her. There are a lot of people who were cheering for her. Yeah, so. she had so many fans at LA. Mm -hmm. uh, Newies did a wonderful job. They had a lot of fans. That's the group that Lily was most yeah. excited for. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was a really good time. What yeah. are you into? Um, again, kind of similar to last episode. I've been too backed up with like editing to have watched or done much, but some things I'm really excited for. First off, we're watching Eighth Grade today, which is a movie I've been dying to see forever, like since Bo Burnham has been talking about it and it's been advertised. So I'm really excited to watch that tonight with Loli. And so that's gonna be very fun. And the only thing I've watched was we caught up with Boku no Hero Academia last night. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, with the last three episodes. So that was a lot of fun, especially because there's a lot of new characters we saw. Uh, <laughs> we saw and then they were gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and we're coming to, I, I want to say the climax because they're nearing an arc, kind of. They're, they finished the setup for an arc and then, yeah, we're going to get into this final fight because they got through phase one so they could mm -hmm. eliminate a lot of the side cast and now we're getting into the, like, emotional arc, probably. Mm -hmm. Emotional, but there's still going to be a lot of fighting. Yeah, so yeah. that's been interesting, too, since mm -hmm. we are all super into Boku Hero Academia. Also super into Attack on Titan, which I'm looking forward to watching the rest of that because I am legitimately interested to see what happens. Because I know a lot of people will see that show as a meme now, just because it's so... It's been the four-year gap, and then all of the jokes that come out of it with... I don't know why. I feel like when it first came out, it was very intense, and everyone's just like, yeah, the hype! There's still the hype there, but now it's just become a, yeah, Attack on Titan. Like, I just realized it had reached, like, Death Note level, like, meme-dumb. Because, yeah. like, I still hype for SNK. Mm -hmm. Less so for the theme song. I remember a few episodes, <laughs> all I live for is the Link to Horizon theme songs to SNK. That is not what we got. I know there are reasons that they switched, and apparently they do the ending. We're really behind. But, like, all I wanted was a Link to Horizon opening, and that is not what I got. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm still here for SNK, and also it's really intense. Like, yeah, right now. When, just in general, the amount of, like, <laughs> violence that happens sometimes, I forget what a meme it is because, like, oh god, someone else got eaten. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's just because... He just throw a horse. <laughs> you know? That's true. That's true. Also, I'm looking forward to watching... This is not anime-related, but there's a Netflix movie that's about to come out called To All the Boys I've Ever Loved, I think it's called. And that's really cool, too, because... I know a lot of people have been saying Crazy Rich Asians is really cool of like, wow, like look at this Asian representation. But then that is also a huge deal for um, to all the boys I've ever loved because you rarely see an Asian person be the main character in this very popular story. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to see that drop, which I think is this week. It's like, this weekend. Yeah. It's the same weekend as Crazy Rich. Welcome to Asian August, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm really excited got... to watch that movie. Like not only for that reason, but it legitimately looks like an interesting movie, so I, I really can't cute. wait to watch it. The book it. and the movie are really cute. Yeah, we yeah. got Crazy Rich Asians, we got Tell the Boys of Love, we've got Searching. Like, mm. welcome to Asian August, y'all. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that wraps everything up. Yeah, so I guess we'll have a bit of a break, but we'll be back soon for Anime NYC. Woohoo! Season 3, Anime NYC. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to cosplay as yet, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're still discussing that with uh, between us two and our roommate who will be coming with us. Yeah, we'll probably have, hopefully, we have that figured out by the time we start recording for our next season. It'll be really we sad better. if we don't, yeah. We better. <laughs> That's our season. Thanks for sticking with us. You can find us on Instagram at, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Just was going so well. Just in time. It's going so well. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Conquest. Pod. Mm -hmm. You can find me on Twitter at Lily underscore Rugo. And you can follow me at Joyce's Cookie on YouTube and Twitter.
Yay. Again, happy birthday, Joyce. Thank you. And then thank you to DCD Prod for their use of their song, Confusion. And thanks to us for editing and producing.